KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the Wall Street Journal's film critic. When Alex Gibney started production on The Armstrong Lie, his grimly fascinating documentary about Lance Armstrong, his working title was The Road Back. That was in 2008 after Armstrong had announced he was ending a three-year retirement to return to professional cycling. The road map for the film seemed clear. It would follow the unexpected comeback and explore the question of what was driving the man who had recovered from a near-fatal illness, stonewalled endless accusations of doping and against all odds, and logic, won the Tour de France seven times in a row. But the work in progress changed early this year when Armstrong admitted to Oprah Winfrey that he'd been doping all along. The filmmaker retooled his film accordingly, and The Armstrong Lie became the new title. Another good title might have been The Tooth Fairy, since part of the fascination is why we ever believed the story the peddler was peddling. Lance Armstrong came out of Plano, Texas as an angry, competitive kid. The movie shows the kid saying, I love beating people which is putting it plainly, if mildly. But the beatings he inflicted were no greater than the punishments he endured almost two decades ago from testicular cancer that spread to his abdomen, lungs, and brain. Film clips from that time remind us how Armstrong's illness, his remarkable recovery, and the philanthropic foundation he created all served to inoculate him against suspicions of doping that were already swirling around him. We believed, or at least half-believed, his protestations of purity because we didn't want to believe that someone who'd been through such medical tortures would endanger his health yet again, much less lie about it. And because, as the film shows vividly, his ambition transcended ordinary comprehension. It wasn't just to win or prevail, but to punish, to crush. This is a tale of ambition that's almost mad enough to be mythic. But was the iconic cyclist nothing more than a compulsive liar? Gibney's footage suggests otherwise. One of the most interesting parts of the film turns on the apparent sincerity of Armstrong's post-retirement attempt to win the 2009 Tour de France by riding clean. He failed, though his third-place finish was, as the filmmaker puts it, the perfect ending for the film I wanted to make. In the film he did make, his subject tells the truth only after the evidence against him has become so overwhelming as to make him a pariah in the sport he managed to dominate for ten years. The film wears thin before it's over. The wafer-thin nature of its subject's personality can't sustain a two-hour running time. Toward the end, though, there's a revealing moment that requires close attention. It's in one of the clips from the Oprah show after Armstrong has confessed. Oprah asks, did you feel in any way you were cheating? Armstrong nods his head almost imperceptibly, meaning yes, and says no. At least one of his reflexes is still sharp. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.